Live from the Old Church Concert Hall in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. So there I was, watching the season finale of Game of Thrones. (laughs) Some of us do, you know. And all the main characters had gathered together, and it was a very climactic moment when one of them, he says... What unites the world? Armies? Gold? No, stories. The most powerful thing in the world is a good story. The next thing I know, that quote is splattered all over social media, even on Brene Brown's page, and she's like one of my favorite humans on planet Earth. She doesn't watch Game of Thrones, but she had that quote up there and said, oh, this is really good. And it is good words. But I'm telling you people, when I heard that, it was weird. It was very heavy-handed. I know that the Game of Thrones creators were overcome with passion. They had a desperate need to have their audience get it. So they didn't trust the story. They had the character hit people over the head so we would get it. (laughs) But you know, I understand. God, been there, done that. Yeah, I remember in the late 90s when um, George Dawes, you know who he is? He's the founder of The Moth. The late 90s, George Dawes was really realizing what personal narrative could do for planet Earth and everything on it. It was a wonderful thing, and he launched the moth and really started to change the concept of storytelling. Well, I was out here in Portland, and I was working in high tech, and my job was to listen to stories, and I was really starting to understand what the power of personal story had. My job was to take those personal stories and bring them back to the decision makers in the business and help them understand with compassion and empathy what was really needed, what they really needed to do with their products. I was trying to bring the humanness to the technology. I even had a consulting firm for about nine years called Humanized Technology. Catchy name, right? (laughs) And I worked mostly with uh, Intel and Microsoft. Well, that whole idea of talking about the power of story and storytelling and that significance was pretty touchy-feely for the corporate environment. Yeah, I'll never forget the time I walked into a meeting, I think it was at Intel, and my friend, he turns to me, we're working together, and he says, Lynn, don't say the S word. (laughs) I knew that that word storytelling conjured up all kinds of crazy images for people, you know, particularly the image of little children with blankies and crackers. 
You know, the moth hadn't made it out here yet, so nobody really knew what I was talking about. And that combined with the fact that I have some very significant tunings in with my feminine energy and a very good grip on my masculine power. So, I'm pretty threatening to a lot of people, okay? Both men and women. But I finally stopped the high-tech thing. I surrendered to my passion, and I launched Portland Story Theater. And about six years ago, I had a chance to go and talk at South by Southwest. Yeah, South by Southwest is this gathering of high-tech, interactive music, hipsters, cool, innovators, strategists. Boy, it's just the neatest thing on planet Earth, you know. And I had been chosen to speak, and my talk was called Story is the World Force. And I know. And I, <laughs> and I had, you know, the timed slides and interactive video to go with it. I was stoked. So I caught a flight from Portland to get to Austin, and I had to go via Denver. When I got to Denver, I go to get to my connecting flight, but the flight crew from Denver to Austin had not shown up. So everybody on that plane, I think everybody was going to Austin, had to stand on line to get another flight. Well, my talk was the next morning, so I was really eager, you know, I mean, I would have caught something at two o'clock in the morning to get there. I wanted to do this thing, but there was nothing. And on top of all that, there was a blizzard coming. I mean, this is Denver, okay? It's the spring. You know, in three hours, it was gonna be all sucked in with a blizzard, and I had to get out of there. And the only thing I could do was come home to Portland. Now, I could say, I was disappointed, but really, I was crushed. You know, here was my chance to tell my story and be heard by all these people who just hadn't got what I was talking about and really had thought I was kind of out of my mind talking about feelings and personal story and compassion and empathy and, you know, all the things that we know make the world go round. That was not happening. I came home. We were having an Urban Tellers event. It was a couple of days before, and one of the people in the group had a medical emergency, and they were out. And I thought, oh, this is my chance. Now I can tell my story. Oh, wow, this is great. The thing is, though, I had not prepared a story for South by Southwest. I had prepared a talk. A talk is not a story. It had story elements in it, but, you know, me being who I am, I thought, okay, I can just do this. And, you know, I succumbed to that same thing that the Game of Thrones creators had where... I was overcome with the passion, and I felt this need to have my listeners get it, get what I was talking about. So there I was. I got onto the Portland Story Theater stage, and I did 
everything that I teach people who come to my workshop not to do. <laughs> everything. My first move was to get my ego right out there in front of the story because, you know, I had to prove to everybody that I was a storyteller. The next thing I did was I processed live on stage in front of people. You know, I hadn't really worked through the emotions. There's just nothing worse than being at a performance of personal story and having the person, you know, ranting and raving and processing and just they haven't figured it out. It's bad. That was me. Also, I was saying a lot of things that were very deep in my heart, things that I actually had never said in public before. <laughs> and so I was overcome with tears. Now, I'm here to say it's okay to cry when you tell your story, but you must know that you are going to cry at that point. You have to do the work beforehand. You don't want to get up there and be like me. Surprised! <laughs> totally surprised, totally caught off guard. And then the next thing that happens when you are surprised by your emotions in public, you are embarrassed. And you know what everybody who is doing in the audience? They are embarrassed for you. <laughs> oh, poor Lynn. <laughs> All I can say is that it was dreadful. But that was then, and this is now. And I know that I do not need to convince any of you of anything at all. You are trusting me to tell the story, and I am trusting you to receive it. I am trusting the story. And now I give it to you as a gift. Mm.